Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Animeverse, the podcast that aims to take a complete novice to the weird, wide and wonderful world of anime, and to take him on a journey throughout the land. I'm Sam, the self-proclaimed expert who will be guiding Will, our novice. How are you this week, Will? Hello Sam, yeah I'm alright thanks. Uh, how are you, how are you doing? You alright? Yeah, good thank you. Just finishing off some packing to head off to a mysterious country in the Far East, you know, just... Oh mate, I'm so excited for you, it sounds awesome. Absolutely, incredibly excited. Aside from the underlying nervousness of moving to a country where I don't speak the language fluently enough, other than anime memes, and I actually have to get back to working properly when I get there, <laughs> apart from those things, yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, Christ, the the whole idea of going to a new country and having to speak a new language, I mean, that's pretty easy to pick up though, right? You know, just a couple of weeks, you know, just, you, you've got a couple of weeks when you're there. Yeah. I guess, gun to my head, I could try to absolutely smash out duolingo yeah i mean okay. the other option is that everyone lives by memes nowadays anyway right so you just show them a few memes yeah exactly i'll just show them a few spongebob pictures and then we're good to go exactly <laughs> so what have you been up to this week anything anything much yeah i've been uh getting on with death note actually i've been continuing watching that i'm midway through the season awesome yeah i've actually got to the new intro uh, uh... song which is uh it's, it's pretty impressive <laughs> i've also in, been introduced to Misa, this whole wacky character that is Light's yeah. new girlfriend, who's quite intense. Um, she's a she's a hell of a character. The intro itself is, um, uh, let's say, a bit intense. It's very very heavy, isn't it? I mean, oh cool. Oh, it's a bit of a shift, isn't it? Yeah, it's like uh, it's heavy metal sort of. It's just screamo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just people screaming. Yeah, absolutely. It's um. What's up? <laughs> no, it, it is intense, but it fits, right? It's got it's got its place because it fits with the tone. You've got like Ryuk, uh, who's very sort of gothic, oh, yeah. very gothic emo y. He's an inspiration for the goths of the world. No, absolutely, yeah. He's um he's he's got that whole vibe going on, and you know the whole show has got that on that sort of feel to it. Um, so anyway, they've had their memories wiped, and they're now like working with the police force ah they've done the memory thing yeah absolutely it's it's pretty it's pretty weird right, right, right. but we Ooh. don't yeah i know it's it's pretty intense we don't really know where it's gonna go but we assume that you know he's going to get it back at some point that's the end of the series mate oh that's it yeah that's it <laughs> he just stops there yeah <laughs> yeah well you know for all i know it could be you don't know but um i i assume he's gonna get it back at some point and um he's gonna become the death note uh kira kira again um but the whole thing is now he's working with um his da- his dad he's working with the other other police officers the, L- the investigation team yeah 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 the investigation team uh. and uh to find out who Kira is really that was amazing and i'm so glad that you've you've kept on with it because you don't really get a feel for just how cool in my opinion L is yeah. until a few episodes in when you actually meet him for the first time because yeah. beforehand he's just this enigmatic figure on the screen and he comes back into it, and he's just this lazy, sleepy boy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He just he just sort of trolls along. He, like he has to sit like that. He's got all these weird characteristics <laughs> that just make him L. Just living his best life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he just he's very un- unapologetic for everything. He's just sort of like you're gonna 
You're going to have to go and kill your son. You're going to have to put a gun to your son's head. You're going to have to do this, do that. It's very... I'm morally grey and I'm not apologising for the fact that I am. Now, go and point a gun at your son. Yeah, no, exactly, right? I mean... Awesome. Yeah. Um, I've been... So, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been keeping up with a few more anime. I've been re- really excited about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen this oh, season. Yeah. I don't know if I talked about it last week, but it's off to such a strong start and the action in it is... It reminds me of kind of early Doors Bleach, but with really impressive hand-to-hand and spiritual magical combat so yeah that's been really interesting am i supposed to know what that any of that is Uh, no oh (laughs) okay good well at least we've got something in common we can talk about sam thanks for that you know i appreciate it hopefully (laughs) well moving forward um hopefully i'll learn a little bit more about that and if anyone's got any suggestions about things i can wow sam with you know little bits and pieces that i can sort of pull out and he'll be like what the hell is he on about the student is starting to overcome the master (laughs) well yeah you know that is the dream sam that is the end goal but i think you'll still have to be the expert on all the details with like the music and you know all the director stuff because to me to be honest i just zone out of that completely that's a that's another world to me that's like yeah that's all you Uh uh-huh yeah I'm not going to be on that. <laughs> Just completely zoned out of all the background detail. See, that's that's the difference. That's the final boss of becoming a, a true-blooded, blue-blooded weave is to get on board and mm. find your favourite directors and five your favourite composers. Yeah, well, okay, you can keep that strand, okay? I'm more about let's just enjoy the programme for what it is and let's just enjoy what it is. You can do all the technical stuff and yeah. I'm sure someone will care about that, but um, I just want to see bright colours and pretty pictures and characters fighting and lots of shiny, jumpy, blowy-up things, all right? Is that, is that cool? I like shiny things. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. That's my story. Yeah, no, sounds like a good plan. Awesome. Right. Okay, should we get into today's episode then, do you think? I think we should. Yeah. Uh, what have we been watching and re-watching this week, Will? Oh, Sam, 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 Sam. You've got me watching Sailor Moon. <laughs> You're coming into this with such a positive attitude already. I love it. Oh, Sam, look, I'm, I'm trying, okay? I tried really hard with this, and I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay optimistic, but look. First things first, we need to talk about the order of the episodes because from what I remember, we we had a little chat last night. There was a bit of um, misunderstanding about what episodes we needed to watch, right? Yes. Yeah, so there's a difference between the Japanese (laughs) and the English episode order, right? So they're they're in a different order. Is that that, that right? Yes, they are. Right. So when the... uh, Yeah. When they brought Sailor Moon to the West and they started to localise it, um, it was supposed to be 46 episodes long. Right, okay. But when the dubbing company got hold of it, they cut out six episodes to cut it down to a flat 40. Okay, why? And in the process, I I guess, yeah, American serializations and... What, to make it a round number? Yeah, it's it's easier. And also, they wanted to... Is set... that really fair, though? Because, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure most American series are all, like, 22 episodes. Yeah, and... Well, this is back at the early 90s, so I, maybe it was different for... Because they were trying to build this as a Saturday morning cartoon that you could show to your, your young daughter. Yeah. And there was a lot of elements in it that were not appropriate for that and needed to be cut out as well. Well, aimed at children and middle-aged men. Look, mate, I'm not saying that this is aimed at two 20-something-year-olds, but... <laughs> Yay, look. You'd be surprised how many fans out there are oh, I am, in that category. <laughs> I am not surprised in the slightest. I can completely understand where those fans come from. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there was a bit of a confusion about uh, what episodes we were watching and where, but I decided to join Will this week with watching uh, 
the dubbed version because that's the version that don't I... pretend that you're better than me I... <laughs> oh i'm I, the... w- I sank down and watched the sub yeah Lebians. absolutely ridiculous you're just as bad as me don't pretend no we uh so we watched the the dub version because that's the version that i grew up with and i remember seeing on tv when i was younger it played uh around the same times as or before or after pokemon and pokemon. some of the less uh, adult e cartoons like dragon ball z um, so it is heavily localized and there will be people there who far prefer the uh, original subbed version well, like I, in my head I keep calling her uh, Usagi because right. that's a Japanese name when I see discourse about on it, it online everyone says oh Usagi's this but in the dub she's called Serena yeah yeah so, alright I've got a bit of a disconnect with it there yeah fair enough um, so I've got a little bit of a confession to make um I actually, when I first started watching this, and when I saw especially the transformation, I recognised this, and I think I've seen it. Yeah. I know. I think think my friend and his sister used to watch it a lot, and I remember being at their place, and I don't want to sound really sort of like boyish and really sort of, you know, like derogatory of this, of like I was better than this, because I, I really wasn't. But I, I distinctly remember feeling sort of like, why are we watching this? Like, this is surely not aimed at us. And I think my friend sort of got into it because of his sister. And then I ended up watching it because of that. And I don't, mm, like, yeah. I don't remember enough about it to sort of say what happened or who was in it or anything like that. So all of this is still new. All of this is still exciting. But for me, it's... It's triggering a lot of nostalgia. It's triggering a lot of things uh, from my youth. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sort of feeling that you just you just know that you had that experience. And um, yeah, it was weird. Um, and we'll get into some of the stuff that sort of triggered that later on. But yeah, it was good. I can't believe I've triggered a childhood flashback in you. Yeah, I know. By the power of anime. Yeah, that's not all you triggered. I, I need therapy now. <laughs> so, who hurt you? It was Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty terrifying, to be honest, yeah. Cool. So, do you want to um, give a... Oh, uh, we are going to be covering the first three episodes in a lot of detail. So, if you've not seen it, it would be greatly beneficial if you kind of catch up with that. Um, I did look around. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. It's on there if you've got Prime Video. Oh, really? And sometimes the YouTube, official Sailor Moon YouTube channel, does put the episodes up for free. So I'm not sure if it's up there at the moment, but you can find it there occasionally. So go and do that. I'm if you sure you'll find somewhere to watch it. Yeah, I mean, yo-ho, yo-ho. <laughs> so yeah. do you want to give it a bit of a non-spoilery? But yeah, I will. I just want to say, though, like... Even without going down the pirating route, there are there's when I when I googled Sailor Moon, there was clearly a website that had all the episodes on, which I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying I watched, but you know it's there if you need to go see the first three episodes. It's that ease of access, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's that that middle grey ground. Exactly. But I'm sure it's fine. Oh look, look. If I can't access it legally in the country that I'm living in, but I would be willing to spend money on it, I'm gonna find some other way to do it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's... <laughs> yeah, that that's normal. I mean, you are still a criminal, but that's life. You wouldn't download a car, <laughs> wouldn't I? Well, no, <laughs> uh, uh, of course. But although that does bring back massive flashbacks of being a ten-year-old cocky child who, you know, thinks he rules the roost and is uh, arguing back to the VHS tape, saying, "Oh, 
I'm not going to steal anything. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Do I care? No, I don't. <laughs> you know, just, uh, you know, blasé. And then you hear the sirens outside <laughs> and you jump out your skin and run and hide under your covers. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's well, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think we've we've got to start the episode really by talking about what what this show is. And honestly, I really can't believe you made me watch this. It's, um, again, not to put this show down. It is clearly of its age and it's aimed at a certain audience. But um, <laughs> for, from, from my perspective, it really was a hard watch. Like there was points in this when I had to just stop watching. You know, I couldn't watch. I think I watched the first mm. two very one after another. And then when I went back and watched it, and even for that third episode, I had to pause um, because there's just, it's just so much. This, as far as the whole concept goes, it's 20% yeah, supernatural yeah. space anime and it's 80% teen, rom, teen rom-con girl fantasy. And it focuses so much on this like mm. teenage girl attitude to everything. It was really hard for me to sort of um, get engrossed in and I found it really hard to adjust to. Having said that, I'm not going to judge it on that. It needs to be judged yeah, yeah. as like its own standalone thing and whether it can be a gateway or not. So I'm going to try and be fair, but it is really difficult. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we said before, it's not it's not made for us, is it? It's no. not made for two 20-somethings who have had all this other stuff to watch and have just come off of watching Attack on Titan and Sword Art. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah exactly. They're, they're completely different shows and... You know, this is aimed not at us, so we yeah, can't yeah. take it like that. I mean, there is an adult side to this whole show. <laughs> the adult side of Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can kind of get into that later if we have to, but it's uh, that's not <laughs> that's not really what I was watching it for, but there is definitely that awkward side to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, Whole another set. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's jump into it from there okay. with this glowingly positive outlook <laughs> that you've started us off with. Yeah. You uh, so, you mean uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it is. It is. It is right. Yeah, exactly. Of course, There's it is. There's magic. <laughs> There's magic. She's a girl in high school. She has the ex- you know she's she's blonde. She's supposed to be attractive. She's this whole Anime thing. May Sabrina. Yeah, crossed with Captain Scarlet, obviously. Captain Scarlet. Yeah. You oh, know. the puppet, the puppet one. Yeah, yeah, with the Mister Mister Rons. And... Why would you go for Captain Scarlet over Thunderbirds? Are you kidding? They're the same thing, but Thunderbirds is way more like. D- Ding. Dude, dude, you d- you don't know the show. I mean, Captain Scarlet has aliens and the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are not aliens, dude. They are Tracy Island. Oh yeah. They- Oh, they solved disasters, didn't they? Yes, they solved. Yeah, no, I'm wrong. Yes, you are. Yeah, you need you need to watch Captain Scarlet, man. I think that's your next mission. So <laughs> that's the that's the next episode. It's going to be Captain Scarlet. <laughs> My favorite anime <laughs> of all time. It doesn't have to be an anime. I might actually look it up. To be fair, yeah, go for so, it. Yeah, um, Sailor Moon. It is yes. what's known as a as a shoujo anime. It's based uh, and aimed towards. Uh, girls in the same kind of age range as um, stuff you find in Shonen Jump. It's the kind of this early form and one of the most popular and well-received forms of what's called the magical girl genre. Okay. Which in which a normal everyday quirky girl transforms into this super powerful, right. uh, pretty and magical version of themselves and that there's been actually, so much that actually look exactly the same to them to their ordinary self obviously 
I like, I've got a lot of issues with people's ability to recognize characters in this which we will get oh, into okay all right cool um <laughs> good, good i'm glad i'm glad because so do i yeah but um this is kind of the jumping off point so this sparked an entire genre of shows like you can click magical girl on my anime list and find hundreds of shows pretty cure came from this you've got uh madoka magico came from this and everything tried to put big spins on it and their own um take but this was the the big breakthrough show okay all right and so all right okay i get i get it i get i get that this set some sort of precedent this is uh at the beginning of an era of female dominated anime characters i i get i get that and i'm more than willing to give it credit for that that's fine should we get into episode one yeah okay good right so First of all, the grammar in the opening sentence is absolutely terrible. It should there should be a comma, all right? Okay. No, it's there's no excuse, all right? There should be a comma. And it was all downhill from there. Exactly. No, no, absolutely. Well, no. Come on. Let's give the show credit. We'll we'll, we'll take it piece by piece. But yes, there should be a comma after time, otherwise it doesn't make any sense, all right? Now, a thousand years ago, the moon is ruled by Queen Serenity and she sends a loads of people all her daughter and everyone to Earth. Uh, not just Earth. What do you mean? Earth in the future. Oh, oh, really? I think I think I missed that. Which is so. It, yeah, they go. So I send them to the future. Right. To fight the evil. Sam, don't do the voice. So, but Sam, you don't need to do the voice. I'm going to do the voice. I'm going <laughs> to sit with it now. I send them to the future to save the world. Okay, well, thank but you. But why? Yeah. Would you send them to the future to solve a problem that is happening now? Um. Okay, so, I don't know, isn't it just the idea that, you know, you send them to the future so that all the, so that they can learn from the mistakes? I don't know, so that the problems are sort of out the way? That's future Sam's problem. Yeah, exactly. So, they send these <laughs> this princess and all her followers and stuff, and then they send the, talk, that they can talk to cats for some reason. Don't explain that. Why would you, you know? Anime. And then they send the cats yep. to Earth to find the princess but they don't tell the cats where the princess is because you'd think that the cats would have been given some sort of message some sort of way of finding the princess pretty early on because you know the evil witch is coming you know that's kind of important isn't it also true and also they've had a thousand years to find the princesses they're not doing a very good job Mm, yeah if it's taken this long but isn't haven't they just isn't it like instantaneous for them because they've been sent a thousand years as well? Oh, it? okay. Yeah. Yes. That was my thought. Sure. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we'll go with that, maybe. I think there's going to be a lot of hand-waving things. <laughs> and that's not just the transformation. Just just wave it off. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. Let's let's do it. Oh, I have a note about what the narrator says. Oh, he okay. He says, uh, the something, something, crystal and wand. And I had to replay it about seven times because he was like, "I've got the power." I've got the power of silver crystal and wand. Empyrean silver crystal. It took me. I so I had to listen to it about three times and then type in silver crystal sailor moon, and then it turned up as like the actual item. Right. Okay. Enunciate, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but isn't that just sort of like one of those things? It's a thing that does a thing. Yeah. There's a, a MacGuffin to get the plot moving. No, exactly, yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Um, and, you know, it's children's cartoons. You can't, really, you can't really blame them too hard for that. But anyway, so the MacGuffin's there. 
Serena is um, the, the the cat's reaction is my be- is the best thing when it sort of attacks her face <laughs> and it just goes and it, it's so um, it's so uh, like cartoony sort of meme it's just it's just, just like, like tell the voice actor just just do whatever yeah yeah I mean I I, I enjoyed that but um, Serena or what's she called in Japanese she's called uh, Usagi yeah. in Japanese because that's like a, a play on words for the word for moon right isn't that um, salmon skin roll in Friends or is that a na- unagi <laughs> unagi yeah <laughs> you know una- yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure somewhere in Japanese language there's some word that means salmon skin roll that we can relate to Serena so from now on she is salmon skin roll okay <laughs> so yeah um, she meets up with her friend she's failed her exam she's pretty ditzy pretty typical yeah, she's blonde. very scatterbrained isn't she? yeah exactly and um, she meets up with her friend Molly who has the best accent oh the... my goodness <laughs> Molly's accent is so bad no absolutely not it's absolutely great I absolutely <laughs> love it it's so New York I've got such pink ladies <laughs> from Greece vibe it's so good it's so um, yeah you're such a dweeb Melvin she like needs I'll, a... <laughs> I'll walk in here no ex- I'll walk in here <laughs> exactly hey Joe <laughs> hey Joe you want a cup of Joe you want a cup of Joe hey hey Serena <laughs> Serena, we're gonna go get some diamonds. Some diamonds and some rhinestones. I love rhinestones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it is it is very, very grating, but I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so fun. Yeah, so for the majority of this whole thing, you know, the actual uh, space sort of invasion thing is so side story it's ridiculous it's like it's little this little addition to this main girl um teenage growing years sort of plots it's so out there that's the little hook to to get the boys involved no exactly yeah it's like this out for all the dads in the audience that have to have to have to sit through it with the daughter no exactly it it almost is it's it's this little um little nuance ah yes yeah it's it's they've got all the technical language and all the vocabulary that sort of helps yeah, we're gonna get that imperian crystal yeah whatever that is but uh, we need to know we need to know you go get the outfit uh, that's fine Shh, just be quiet i'm daddy daddy i want a costume Shh. <laughs> exactly be quiet i need to know how she's going to defeat the bad guy this week <laughs> well well on that the same way she does every time <laughs> yeah with the tiara the, the tiara that she does it does it works every time except for when it doesn't <laughs> that was quite funny to be fair <laughs> what in episode three there's little moments like that there's, yeah there's a line right at the start where the mum there's like uh she the, her alarm goes off and she doesn't wake up in time for school and the mum goes uh she's like why didn't you wake she goes why didn't you wake me up mum and the mum goes oh i did try to wake you up and you three different times and you said that you would and she goes you believe me and then she just bolts out the door yeah <laughs> i yeah. like excellent yeah no i get that it's showing that sort of atypical teenage attitude to everything you know just sort of like what did you expect yeah no exactly so um but my my issues with serena go a lot deeper than that it's that whole like attitude thing for her it's that she just so oh yeah she's so self-centered and so unbelievably like focused on her own life her own dramas and selfish and it's yeah, and you know who she reminds me of? You know, she reminds me of a female Erin. 
I mean, honestly, if I could see them two together in a scene, just face on face to face, I think it'd be brilliant. I'm going to kill all the Titans. Why do we have to kill the Titans? I mean, to be honest, I genuinely think you could put a brick wall between them and the, the conversation would be the same because they're... They'd just keep going, wouldn't they? They, they would. They just wouldn't care. <laughs> it'd be exactly the same conversation either way. So then we find out that um, there's these stones that are part of the jewellery uh, exhibition that harness the energy things i guess go get me that energy son yeah uh whatever that is and it drains everyone's energy who wears the jewelry which you know whatever we have the classic crawl out of the crowd when they're fighting over the ring and um we meet molly's mum who's evil apparently she's the evil morgan molly's mom yeah okay molly's mom um and apparently she's morgan who I'm not really sure on the connection here. I don't know whether it's explained later on or in the medium, but I don't really get what... Is it Molly's mum? Is it Morga? Are they the same person? Because it's not, right? Yeah, I think the idea is that... Because I've read a few volumes of the manga, and I think it it's that they possess the human, but then when it comes time to fight, they kind of emerge from them. But that's only sometimes, because sometimes they copy humans and trap them or there was never a human there to begin with or they're just wearing a disguise like we see later on in the I think like episode 2 or 3 okay so basically it's whatever they need to move the plot forward yeah it's it's whatever's convenient for the animators at the time yeah okay I, I mean I figured as much that's fine whatever um, it is designed for kids at the end of the day so I'm not really going to criticise too hard their little plot devices that's absolutely fine we've seen we've seen a lot worse um, so moving forward they eventually escape do the classic crawl out of the crowd while everyone's fighting which i found quite yeah. amusing um and she then bumps into this extremely good looking chap um and she's failed her algebra test which is a whole other issue she scrunches them up and she throws them and she hits him on the head and apparently absolutely he- no reason he just turns up bullies this like 14 year old and then just leaves no 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 apparently he's the dick because she threw stuff at him she scrunches up the paper throws it at his head and he's the dickhead apparently i I love him i think i think his like the way that he is just there yeah chatting just the absolute mad (laughs) rubbish to her all the time Uh, right okay so this guy Look, I'm sorry to ruin the show for people and spoilers, but this guy is clearly the tuxedo mask character, right? Yeah? <gasps> no! <laughs> I mean, That's impossible! No, I mean, okay, look, I know it's obvious and I felt so proud of myself when I, when I spotted tuxedo this. Tuxedo mask! Yeah, awesome name, but then I realised that this show is for children. <laughs> so I very quickly realised that I shouldn't be proud of the fact that I spotted that this guy looks exactly like Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> so obviously, first of all, kudos to the creators for the name choice. Brilliant. His name is Tuxedo <laughs> Mask. Tuxedo yeah. Mask is his name. Yeah. It's always been his name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love to be in the meeting when they created that name and they've just got the in that conference room and everyone's like, what about Tuxedo Mask? And, and, and someone, the CEO, just... Uh, Gave the authority, <laughs> gave the authoritative decision that that was a good name. Well done. Well done, John, for coming up with that. So, you know, original name, maybe not so much, but I was pretty proud at the time, before I remembered it was a children's show, uh, that I managed to spot that little, um, that hidden 
character development plot there. You can take it. You can take this week's uh, spotter and plot figure out of reward. Oh, thank you. Can I just confirm that he is the tuxedo man? <laughs> well, surprise. <laughs> I mean, there is a part of me that's really anxious now. And if this goes live and he's not, uh, you, you need to tell me, basically. Yeah, no, he's tuxedo man. He's 100% oh, tuxedo man. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've just... Or as they call him in Japanese, Takushido Kamen. Okay. Can I just take a, take a guess and say, does that mean tuxedo mask? Uh, it means tuxedo and the Carmen's kind of like a like a heroic uh, sub thing. So you've got this show called Carmen Rider. Oh. <laughs> oh, so it doesn't even mean mask. Well, that's rubbish. But you were close. Takashido does mean tux- tuxedo. So you, mm. you got half of it. I'll give you half. Uh, uh, half points. All right, I'll take it. That's fine. Cool. So we kind of get across to the cat turning up in a room and saying, look. Oh, yeah. You got these powers, bro. You're going to use them. Do exactly as I say. Yep. And we get the the staple of the magical girl genre, which is the transformation sequence, which I think still holds up from an animation perspective. Compared to the rest of the episode, which is very, very basic in terms of animation, I think the actual transformation sequence still holds up today. Okay. Like the way that she spins and it's all on model and the way the threads kind of wrap around her and uh, the jewel shines and her head's moving kind of on model with everything else i think it's good yeah yeah i mean i'd agree i think it is nice it's it's a pretty (laughs) good animation and like you say they've invested time into that but and to be fair this is one of the things that really sort of brought back that um nostalgia for me this is one of the things that i really remembered that spin and that i was like i I literally typed like oh my god i can't believe i haven't you know clocked this earlier um, and it's really frustrating because I was really trying to remember stuff from before, but you know, um, it is what it is. Uh, but as far as this particular animation goes, it obviously has an impact, doesn't it? It has an impact in the episode. It's a, clearly a big deal. They stand out. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, absolutely. It's got that impact. So I'm going to teach you a new term. Oh, exciting. So this is, this is called canned animation. Okay. So it means that it's just something that they will spend a lot of time and effort on at the start of the series, and then they can just roll it out whenever they need to. And I'm sure you've noticed a few pieces of that throughout these three episodes. Yes, yes, of course I have some. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I like to think of it as like Digivolving in Digimon. They always played that same yeah. animation again and again, and, that's the, and you remember the song that went with it and how they do it. And it's the same for the Magical Girl genre. It's the transformation sequence or the special attacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So th- I, I I get that, and I I see I see the purpose, right? So there's first of all, you've got it's easy, right? So the animators don't have to reanimate the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yep. Then you've got the the hook of the the show, the idea that people are going to latch onto this image. It's going to be popular. Children are going to like it. They're going to engage with it. And then you've also got that it easily explains the plot. You've got that expositional sort of use of that it. part of the yeah the storytelling part of it which yeah exactly that um and i thought that was I a pretty the... good description of everything to be honest that was that was, that was perfect exactly that <laughs> thank you um the, the only thing I'd, I'd say is just with that kind of complex animation the reason that they get it done out of the way so early is because that likely takes the, the lion's share of the time to get done right so that's why they and they want to get their mileage out of it as much as possible okay so it involves a lot of very technical work. Yeah. But because they managed to have it there, they can just pop the can, stick it in an episode. There's 20 seconds of airtime filled. 
that we don't have to animate this week. So it makes it easier for the other animators as the production goes on. To finish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I also think it's brilliantly undercut by her reaction at the end. Because it's like this brilliant big transformation sequence where she's like looking all powerful and she strikes this big pose at the end. And she goes, looks in the mirror. Oh my goodness, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think I'd react that way as well. But for me, it's the bit beforehand. Can we go back uh, before when the cat first jumps jumps into her room? Because she's suddenly confronted with this talking cat, which she's very shocked about. (laughs) <laughs> and and rightly so, rightly so, you know, you, you should be. Um, but then she gets over it very quickly. Yes. When the locket is dropped on her, and she's like, "Ooh, a shiny locket!" Now I've completely forgotten the fact that you're a talking cat and that you're <laughs> trying to recruit me for this super alien race to protect the moon. This is mine now. <laughs> yeah, this locket this. is mine now, and I am going to do with it what I please. Um, power or no power, it's pretty, so it's going on my dress. And then somehow she learns how to do all these fantastic moves that apparently come natural to her, even though she's never done them before. And, you know, I get the idea that it's built in because it's who she's meant to be. Um, But again, later with the tiara, the cat tells her to throw the tiara and she does it in this, you know, she (laughs) then completed this elaborate manoeuvre that wasn't really believable, you know? No. So I, I, I guess we just accept those? Yes. Yeah, we just we just have to. I mean, fine. Yeah, we, we we take those and we say, yep, this is fine. It's the power of the moon, I suppose. Yeah, okay. The power of the moon. I'll go with that. On behalf yeah. of the moon. Yeah. Well, Rock right. and roll I want to go back to behind. Oh, yeah. To back when we are introduced to mum and mum's really pissed off. Yeah. With uh, her getting a bad result in algebra and she is... Do you want a tutor? <laughs> well, no. She, a she, tutor, Milo? She, <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, tutor. But second of all, she, mum doesn't offer her a tutor. She does the exact same thing that she did when she thought she'd passed the test, which is to send her to the library. Like, why she thinks that she's going to revise this Don't time? Well, why go back to the library when she knows she didn't revise last fed time? This time, that's why. Yeah, it's just it's harsh, harsh mothering, isn't it? No. And not very supportive. No, not supportive and not useful. Not good mothering. I'm not being funny, but she's clearly not going to do any work. She's going to go off and be with her friends. I mean, she clearly doesn't learn her lesson because in, within the same episode, she's already making excuses and pretending that she's been at the library with Melvin the whole time. Yeah, so, she's a little liar. Great. <laughs> she's thick as two short planks. Well. And <laughs> I don't think it's going to get any better. No. Well... After that, we then go into the first fight scene, and that is very much, you know, I, I sort of expected Batfink to pop along. It was very much 90s cartoony style. I was expecting whams and pounds to come on, um, just because it had, I don't know whether it's just that the way it was designed to appeal to children, it, it just sort of really popped in that way. It's like a, they go to throw a punch, and then it's like a still shot of the reaction of after the punch. Yeah. And there's lots of that throughout all the episodes. Uh, while she's fighting these kind of consumer zombies that are attacking her. Yeah. Um, and then she... I, I did quite like the moment when she... Uh, she's upset because she doesn't want to have to deal with it. And I know that it's kind of... It's a bit self-centred and whatever. But she, 20 minutes earlier, she was failing a test. And now she's fighting fighting for her life. 
just yeah. scuffs her knee and yeah, everything else. I, I get that, but at the same time, if this was me and I suddenly... She's basically been given the power of Superman, hasn't she? She's basically been given this awesome power <laughs> that she can now do anything. And she's like, yeah, I'm worried about my friends and stuff. Like, no. Yeah, she's a bit... She's... Yeah. I think I think in that position when you when you're 40 as we both know having once been 14 year old girls ourselves <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only thing we care about is sleep uh, rhinestones yep. and food absolutely and, and boys delicious donuts and boys <laughs> yeah exactly I mean I mean speak for yourself a bit there Sam don't take that out of contest don't clip that <laughs> mate that's going to be the advert for the podcast just that little bit there <laughs> when we were 14 year old girls <laughs> <laughs> quoted so, by Sam during the fight and I love this bit because it ties in to like a great meme that turns up uh, and it has been, has kind of come back into prominence recently Tuxedo Mask rocks up yep. throws a rose <laughs> says you can do it she throws her tiara and saves the day and then he goes my work here is done but you didn't do anything. And then he just leaves. <laughs> he literally turns up. <laughs> I mean, he does He does scare the guy off. He goes into the weird little portal thing, doesn't he? That sort of makes him vanish. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't really do anything, did he? <laughs> he just... No. And to be honest, throughout all of that, I'm just thinking, how do you not recognise the guy? Because he's clearly... he's clear... Tuxedo Mask is clearly dark-haired dude from earlier in the episode. <gasps> Yeah, I know, I know it's shocking, but I don't know. Yeah, this is what I mean about it. And this happens a lot throughout the next few episodes, is that she will encounter somebody or somebody will encounter her and say, wow, I can't believe I met Sailor Moon. She (laughs) doesn't say, she looks exactly like you, Serena. What are you doing? Yeah, no, so exactly. So there's, there's like the three people, isn't there, that look like each other. There's Serena, there's Sailor Moon, and then there's this, the gaming character that is Sailor V that I'm no, not really sure who who, yeah. who came first or... Uh, I, I, I really don't care, let's be honest. But the whole idea that she's looking at these different people and these people are in the same world and no one's recognising them, it's very Clark Kentish, which, you know... Yeah, I'm not sure if Sailor V is supposed to be based on her or that it's the other way around, that she bases her Sailor look on... Sailor V because she's a big fan of the games. I'm not entirely sure yeah. how that's supposed to yeah. track. I mean, but... that's fine. I, I just think it's still really weird that she doesn't look at this character and think, oh my God, long legs, blonde hair. It's me. Right. Like, literally, it's exactly the same. Uh, no, she's got she's got pigtails and <laughs> Sailor V's got, like, long flowing yeah. hair. All right, Sam, yes. She... It's completely different. <laughs> it's not completely different. So It's I'm... not completely different at all. No, I, I feel like she must have taken plastic surgery then to look like that. <laughs> So the episode ends off with, uh, and this is something that happens across all three episodes, which I actually quite like as an idea. It ends with, it reminds me of the old Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons. It's Sailor Says, and it comes out with this nice little message about how uh, you should believe in yourself and the the, the true power is inside you all along. And I think that's quite nice for, for a younger audience to be exposed to. Yeah, okay, so I've got some really... Uh, I don't know if they're on con- if they're controversial or not views on this. I just think, for me, the, the mid nineties was not a particularly. Sh- I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, preaching from like an older generation because I'm really not. I'm mid twenties. I'm not. I'm not that old. <laughs> but my, my my view is right. This 
is a very good moral and it's a very good idea for girls, young girls to have in their heads, right? But Fair. but then coming from a blonde supermodel-esque person who fights crime, gets by on her looks and has this sort of go get em attitude in everything that she does almost yeah. it's it, it is a bit sort of grating with me because that's not really fair or representative yeah i think it, it's just to me it just it just doesn't sit right yeah i think that kind of ties into my thoughts about episode three in particular because yeah. of the oh, absolutely. whole plot of that yeah but i think having her is this She's not the smartest person in the room. She is a bit scatterbrained. She becomes a little bit more relatable. Yeah, but it's still that idea that, yeah, she's scatterbrained, but that's not a positive role model necessarily for women. I mean, I don't want to get all like... I'm really trying not to sound like an old granddad, you know. <laughs> Back in the 90s, no, exactly. kids today. Exactly. I don't want to sound like that. But the thing is, even, even in the last 20, 25 years, things have changed about the way we sort of look at the world. And I think... Um, for me, mm. this whole perception of a young girl who is obsessed with, you know, she doesn't care about school. She doesn't care about academics. She's obsessed with how she looks, who her friends are, how much she eats, um, boys and uh, romance and very materialistic, yeah. very shallow things. I just find it, 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 again, it just sits really wrong with me because I feel like you don't have to be genius. You don't have to be absolutely genius, but you have to show some deeper levels you know yeah no i i hear that criticism but i think at the same time i like just that core message that comes from it because yeah. i think okay. a lot of compare that to the um other kind of cartoons that you'd see on tv at the time you'd see like maybe simps that that the, that age range would have been watching especially in the uk where cartoons for kids extended to uh morning shows about see like cbb's level stuff so really kind of low level don't think too hard about it or it's an educational show so to have this almost cool high schooler who's turned up and saying believe in yourself you can do it i may not be that good at maths but it's okay yeah yeah you've got yeah but then again i think back to my childhood and i feel like you've got like sabrina the teenage witch you've got that's so raven you've got shows that have these strong female role models even in those eras and you look at like kim possible you know she was an absolute fierce beast as a cartoon sort of childhood yeah but kim possible came much later did kim possible came like 2000s yeah Oh. It's still, yeah, still when we were young, but it was kind of the two thousands where Sailor Moon was in the middle of the nineties. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking. Off point, the, I'm thinking off the top of my head here, but true. But like my my point is, I think it's good that because with these first three episodes, we don't get to see the rest of the Sailor Scouts that are in the uh, opening, and a lot of those Sailor Scouts kind of fulfill that role of being uh, really smart, or they're really responsible, right. or they are they like they have another defining trait about them. yeah i mean that's fine but I, I get that just these first three episodes i agree doesn't like she's not the best protagonist in terms of no y- you should idolize her because she's not good at maths but i think the messages that she's the, the sincerity that she's bringing these messages yeah with, but look it's it's not about her at- her ability in maths it's not about her academics i don't want it to come across like i'm criticizing her because she's you know a, a typical sort of blonde bimbo because that that is what they're going for but the yeah, true but the the problem i have is that she doesn't have any she's so shallow it's just boys diet 
um, you know, even in this, just in these first mm. three episodes, boys, diet, and friendships, and you know, yeah. Because I was going to say, wouldn't you if you looked at your average fourteen-year-old, then that's probably the kind of things that are at the very forefront of the mind. Not to generalize, I don't want to try and like stereotype. No, of course not. Women. God, God, we're getting deep. But yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, we're back to the movies. But now, we're like, I think it's whether it's better now to have that message or not. I think the effort was made, and yeah, you know. Okay. Well, let's move on. We'll see. But we're into episode two now. Yeah. Okay. Right. Where? Yeah. So, um, in episode two, how does it all start? We've uh, we found out that love is also an energy that they can collect. I guess. Yeah. Emotions equals energy. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And what, what is she looking at in that crystal ball? She keeps on. Oh, I don't know. Can we just assume she's talking to the oracle because she knows everything? Apparently. Yeah. That, I mean, that was established. <laughs> yeah. So she. Is able to look at everything. She's able to, I don't know, observe. Use this power. Yeah, use this power. Observe people. And from her little throne, which she never leaves. She's apparently powerful, but she never leaves a throne in the Negaverse. I'm also not entirely sure what the Negaverse is or the the rules of how they harvest energy. Maybe you die if they take too much. We've not seen it that way. Uh, There's uh, no stakes yet. Da- Sam, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Negaverse is pretty obvious, don't you think? I mean, come on, Sam. <laughs> I think you'll find it's Nega for negative and Verse for universe. So, negative universe. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's simple, my friend. <laughs> He's cracked it. <laughs> I, look, I'm not just a pretty face. This is why you He's bring me L along. of figuring out he's got his pinky out you can't see it but he's he's very happy with himself lies <laughs> you can't see me <laughs> this is all a myth so then from there we go back to serena um who is at home and we see mum and dad with love well yeah i mean there's mum and dad the 50s sort of typical couple <laughs> the nuclear family no exactly it is isn't it i mean they've Dad's there, he's forgotten the anniversary, and the housewife, which is mum, sort of nudges him, and he's sort of, oh yes, we'll go out for dinner after work, shall we? I'm 100% convinced he doesn't, he didn't know, and that he is now, he's gone to work, and he is rapidly ringing every single restaurant he knows to try and find some booking. <laughs> Honestly, I would appreciate this show so much more if we just had a cutscene of Serena, and in the background, Dad's on the phone, just going, I, I know it's last minute, but I need a table for eight. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be pretty special, and if any any more of that, I'd I'd, I'd be <laughs> more than happy. It'd be it'd be better, so much better. Yeah. So the crux of the episode is that there's this um, radio station that if you write into the station, they'll read out your letter, and then they'll send you a prize. Yeah. Um, and the prize is a rose, and the teacher comes in. Yeah, a flower. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to school the next day, after having had her letter read out on the radio, and she's wearing the flower. And she walks in and she's kind of, she's tired looking and she trips over as she gets to a desk and then uh, she, she ends up passing out. And I couldn't help but think that actually everybody's had a teacher like this when they're in high school. Have they? I had a teacher who was very similar to this, who would come in, tired as anything, complain to us about her men troubles and the fact that people were standing her up and all this. And then we loved it because we would, We'd get away with a whole period's worth of work where we didn't have to do anything. 
It didn't bode that well for our grades. No, no, I can imagine. But at high school, you don't care. No, so I think she was just, uh, the teacher was just drunk or hungover. <laughs> uh, okay, Sam, I feel like I've got to share something, all right? Yes, Will. That uh, isn't normal. <laughs> None of what you've said is normal. And uh, frankly, I think we need to look for some help outside of this podcast. So if anyone knows of someone Sam can speak to, to talk through his concerns about high school anxiety. <laughs> high school traumas. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, maybe my school teachers were hungover. Maybe I was just naive and they, or they just, you know, didn't give the game away. They did a very good job of hiding it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Or have repressed it. <laughs> I think you went to a weird school, Sam, to be honest. You never had a teacher that came in, like, very distinctively hungover? No, absolutely not. Well, to my recollection. I mean, I was probably a bit naive, like I said before. before. But um, I was probably more the Serena in this situation, just very self-centred and very obsessed on what I was doing. And you're probably more the uh, other person who notices the teacher... Mm. And their well-being, perhaps. A little so bit. what you're saying is, I'm the Melvin in this situation. <laughs> I'm the spinny glasses I mean, nerd. You do have the glasses for it. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, dear. I, I apologise. It's okay. So we kind of get across to Marley's... And I've written this down exactly as she pronounced it. Okay, go on. Then. I've got a project. <laughs> project. And her project yeah. is yeah. to oh, get her letter. No, yeah, so her project, sorry, I'm going to cut over you, yeah. is to get her letter heard on the radio. And I don't really get this obsession. I don't really get why they're so obsessed with getting their letters heard on this show. It's like the Jeremy <laughs> Kyle effect or the Jer- Jeremy, what's the, what's the state's one? I was going to say, play, like, clarify what that is for anybody who doesn't live in the UK. Yeah, no, okay, so the <laughs> Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer is the one that everyone will know. And that idea that, you know, you like watching the show because of the drama and because of the people on it, but you wouldn't want to be there yourself. You wouldn't want to be on there yourself. And I sort of feel like that's what this show should be. And these girls should not want to be actually be on the show, but they kind of do. Yeah, true. It's kind of, it's like airing all your dirty laundry. And, and these are 14 year old girls. But yeah, the teacher wasn't 14 though. Well, no, but like she was probably actually doing it for real reasons. Like she probably actually wanted to yeah, connect with someone or like connect with the people that she wanted to be. These 14 year old girls shouldn't re spark it. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I I did fade out throughout the like quite a <laughs> bit of this episode. I just yeah. kind of mate, absolutely, me too. I literally wrote zoned out. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Uh, I think I might have deleted it now, but like I actually wrote in my notes. I was like zoned out for a little bit because it has just got that like you can zone out. Yeah, it's, I just I kind of because of the audience it's aimed at. It's just easy to zone out. Yeah, I kind of all of the stuff from uh, totally not tuxedo mask tm turning up and insulting usagi again and yeah. then up until the end i think i kind of came back into like I, I was definitely watching it i was definitely watching it but then i kind of my brain turned sam, back on sam, i believe i believe the point the, where i believe that you're watching it don't worry i believe you did your homework don't worry it's fine <laughs> i was there i swear <laughs> but it but it is it's fair enough because when it's aimed at this sort of age group, again, I'm not trying to put this down because we're going to mm. judge it. We're going to judge it as it is. We're going to judge it for the market is. But th- there's no getting around the fact that we're watching this as fully grown adults and there are bits in it that are t- specifically designed for children. And it's 
even though we we like children's shows, it's <laughs> it's a different kind of feeling and it's a different kind of vibe. Yeah, it does kind of like they they very much built this to appeal to young girls. Like yeah. the I I put a note somewhere saying that the pacing is so uh, there it is the the pacing is so frenetic and quick. It almost feels like I've missed lots of key plot points. Like the plot doesn't seem to follow a logical progression and part of that might be because they skipped episode two and then this became episode three yeah we were specific well this is why i got in contact because what's what's the boy's name the darian no the the other guy the blonde guy that she she likes oh no um uh, a- the the blonde guy yeah yeah what's his name uh i've got, I've got it I think somewhere. His name's... somewhere alex no 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 i wrote no, it down no. as well eight uh, uh, it's right. We're gonna to have to move on. No, wait. Is it Andrew? Andrew. I'm going for Andrew. Andrew. I don't begin with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Andrew meets. She's Luna. so familiar with him. Well, uh, the bit I'm thinking of, right? She, he meets Luna the cat, right? And he it says I've written bumps into. Uh, oh no, pretty pretty boy recognizes Luna somehow for some reason. Um, is this in episode three of Japanese version? Because he calls her Luna um, and Luna says something like, um, I've, oh, this is the girl, this is the boy uh, Serena likes. So there's obviously been something previous and I was like, well, this must be from that miss- missing episode. Yeah, it's completely like skipped and we don't see the brother until the third episode either. No, no, that's right. Yeah. And there's a bunch of, it feels like things have happened off screen that are really important. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's the whole reason I messaged you last night because I was I was watching episode three or two, two, I think. Uh, yeah, it was two, and I spotted this, and I was, and I just felt really confused. You know, it yeah, wasn't you kind of feel a bit lost, don't you? Absolutely, and I thought, right, I went back to episode one, couldn't find anything, so I messaged, I went on Wikipedia and was like, have I missed something in the episodes? Is this not the right order? And it, uh, then I found out about the missing episode. So I mess- that's when I messaged you and was like, um, is this the right thing? But then who do we, I don't want to hold it against, I, think... I don't want to hold it against the anime, but who do we blame here? It's not. Yeah, it's, well, it's on the anime. It's also on the company that localized it because I'm sure there is, for the past however long that we've been recording for, I'm sure there's been people who have been going, but if you watch Sailor Moon in the original sub, yeah. it makes so much more sense. And I'm sure that there is a lot more coherence to the sub. I'm, I'm sure there is, because this was made by, uh, or adapted, I should say, by yeah. an American company for American children to consume. Yeah, And I think I, I've... I'll talk about it when we get on to episode three, but there's a whole like localization thing that kind of flies in, in or jokes that don't work. And there's a lot of, it's almost trying to be monster of the week, but because mm. it's an anime and there is a, it, there is an yeah. overarching story. No, no, I definitely see that monster of the week thing. Yeah. If you cut bits of that, then it's, it's right. like, so I've got a question. The, yeah. Right. So, um, with regards to the scenes in general, obviously the dubs and stuff are changed and the audio is changed for American and Western audiences. Are the scenes reordered or are the scenes cut and stuck together in different orders? What's what's the sitch? So yes, they are. Typically they won't change the order of scenes, but they'll edit the scenes themselves. So okay. um, 
So and what I so can they completely change the plot like pardon? Well, so can they can they literally shift the entire plot to make it do something completely different, or or what's generally the reason? Yeah, so so they get the, they get the whole reel, and yeah. with Sailor Moon, there, there's a lot of censorship that happens. So if there's a flag or a sign uh, that they can edit, they will take off the Japanese writing from oh, it. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And then replace it with English. Uh, whenever Usagi's uh, in the bath, yeah, they'll raise the water level. Oh, okay. During the transformation sequences, they will wait. Wait. Um, re- Why do they raise the water level in the bath? For t- so that it's not showing off this fourteen-year-old's boobs uh, <laughs> as much as prominently. So in the Japanese version, they're showing the fourteen-year-old. No, 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 no. They don't show the boobs, but the the water level is lower, and like there's a defined right. kind of like like a cleavage. Yeah. Okay. The same with the transformation sequences, because right. it's. So it's a cultural thing. It's not because it's like a lusty thing. In Japan, um, naked bodies are seen as this sign of purity. Okay. Like religiously and spiritually. So they show that in that way. But obviously, if you bring that to an American audience... Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's that's not going to sit well, is it? Oh, yeah, no, 100%. And I understand that it does not track with Western values to the same degree, especially because of the age of the characters. Yeah. Um, which is why I think... Yeah, and because I think that's a good thing that the uh, dubbing company does is that they do go in there and they do make it more um, like the censorship isn't there be- just for the sake of it. It's there because the values that this show is coming into is very much one of okay, so we'll be more modest and um, it's just not there in the zeitgeist, is it? You, it's like this idea of nudity and this idea of yeah, okay. So I, I get that it's a cultural thing, but so my my question is next, and it's we're getting a bit deep again here, but like the idea that it's a cultural thing in Japan, does that mean like when you go day to day around Japan, like when you move there next week, is there more of an exposure to that sort of stuff that, you know, in like advertising and clothing and shops and mannequins and those sorts of things? Are, do you Are you going to see more of sort of the feminine or male body being put on show? in in japan yeah because if it's this big cultural thing surely it's going to translate into other areas where like you know because if it's if if, if it's purity you know surely adver- advertisers want to latch onto that i think i think the difference is between advertising and with storytelling so day-to-day walking down the street i don't think i would probably see as much and i certainly didn't when i was on holiday unless i was in like shinjuku which is an adult entertainment district district but in terms of storytelling, if a Japanese um, uh, storyteller is trying to convey this image of purity and uh, wholesomeness, then a way that they might do that might be in having that character be naked whilst performing that task. So it's almost a metaphor for that. And that's just a cultural thing that's gone back to the earliest days. Okay, I get that. But mm-hmm. wh- why don't the advertisers then latch onto that? If it's the idea that... Surely they can sell more products if they're latching on to this idea of purity and the idea that, you know, they can show these models that are representing metaphorically, whatever it may be, purity. They're going to sell more products if it's that sort of cultural shift. So that would tie into uh, westernization post-war, where there was oh. a lot more uh, Western brands and a lot more Western um, culture being taken on board by the Japanese and this idea of kind of... Um, 
modesty to a degree. All right. um, okay. I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on no. that particular. No, I don't think either of us should. Area. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes without saying that neither of us are experts. We are just chatting and, you know. Yeah, to kind of look into them. I think yeah. in this kind of format, in anime and in. Um, you see it in dramas as well. The way to enter and watch these kind of things is there are going to be a lot of differences that might not culturally set like mesh with what we have grown up with in the West. But it's nine times out of ten, it's not there for any lecherous pur- lecherous purposes yeah. Yeah. or. Um, yeah, I mean that's fine. And anything seedy or any yeah, I, I get I get the idea. It's not untoward or anything like that for a wonderful better word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's certainly that aspect. Yeah, there's certainly that aspect of it for other characters, but those characters tend to be much older and tend to be um, sexualized because it's aimed at an older an older audience, not because it's aimed at young. Yeah. No. Okay. Ha- yeah, I agree. I and having I, I completely hear what you're saying, but having said that, you can't say there's not a seedy side to a lot of this anime, especially things like Sailor Moon with the female oh yeah no almost certainly there yeah. there are there are the, there has to be i mean there'll be there'll be the shinjis out there and there'll be artwork out there that fans have done which is definitely as you said seedy yeah i mean i don't want to get into it now because it's a we could do a whole episode on it but the idea of like cosplay and people dressing up um in in fantasy characters and anime characters is also has that outside perception of being quite seedy I mean, I'm not criticising, I genuinely... Yeah. It's just an outside perception, isn't it? That gets into a whole other debate about, um, like, self-empowerment and um, showing up. But also, that's an interesting one that you bring up because, of course, there are lots of people who cosplay characters who are canonically quite young, but also they, the cosplayer, are older. So is it an aged-up version or whatever? But that's something for... A completely other time. Yeah, I mean, well, like, I'm I'm genuinely not judging because one of my, I mean, I've got a friend uh, in New York who goes to all the cosplay things, and he, uh, I love his Instagram. It's so cool. Cool. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll share. I think you, I think you'd quite like his stuff. But uh, show me. Yeah, well, um, but genuinely looking at his stuff, it's really, uh, it's really cool, and there's no sort of seediness around it. But all I'm saying is, from an outside perspective, there is that sort of subculture. Where, you know, especially from like a sexual, we're getting far too deep here anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, it tarnishes, there's, th- there's things out there that tarnish a, an otherwise good industry, but we are massively sidetracking here. So let's get back yeah, on. We are, we are tangenting. I think we can sum up the end of episode two as she, she throws the, the tiara frisbee again <laughs> and the day is saved once more. And we get a nice other little. Uh, Sailor says segment that wraps it all up absolutely just goes like don't daydream follow your dreams do it (laughs) and that kind of gets us into yeah it gets into into the next episode and the final episode of our series Um, so um, at the end the end action scene of episode 2 there's very uh, Team Rocket vibes uh, when they get kicked out by the villains blasting off again yeah and then actually here comes my line of the three episodes oh out of all of them yeah well your line at the beginning is definitely a high contender, but to be honest, after the conversation we've just had about the seediness and the other side yeah. of uh, the whole anime, it has to be when um, she's fighting the evil dude and she says, 
you want you want to see action? I'll give it to you. <laughs> How many fantasies has that been the you know substance of? That is <laughs> that is clearly you know men across the globe, teenagers across the globe have fantasized about that. Surely. Well, there is that whole bit in Big Bang Theory, isn't there? Where is it, is it? Howard or is it Raj? Oh, who it will, it'll went be Howard. And slept with Sailor Moon. It'll definitely be Howard, but really? Or a Sailor Moon cosplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a whole bit around that side of things. Oh my God, I'm going to have to go back and watch that episode now. I feel like I've seen it, but I I can't really remember that bit. It's like glossed over. Yeah, I'll have glossed over it because I won't really have got the reference or anything. So yeah, definitely. (laughs) So quickly moving on from that, we move into episode three again. And we are faced with this episode that is all based around women's appearance and they, they this wonderful 90s show is doing great for positive ideas for young girls minds and um we build this <laughs> they build this image that being thin is not the be all and end all which is a great idea but it's done and portrayed by stick thin supermodels is yeah i think the episode itself it's is it's just bizarre. I don't. Uh, it's it's so charged, isn't it? <laughs> I I just don't. I just don't think it, it's done well. It's like, I, I know that in the Japanese, and I look. I did look this up afterwards. In the Japanese episode, a lot of it is just when she says, "Oh, I'm not just not going to eat." Everyone's really supportive of that, and they really? just don't question it. Oh. And in and the uh, the idea that she's gaining weight and that she she's wanting to die is generally quite well received. And the character with the kind of the bob late, later on, um, who's a little bit more rotund than the other characters in the episodes, um, yeah. she's kind of made to be the butt of the joke. Oh. So what, again, something that I think that the dubbing company has done quite well with is that constantly throughout this episode. Usagi has been trying to is like she's gained a bit of weight. She's gained half a pound, which isn't much. No, no. But and she's really worried about it, which I think lots of people are from time to time. If I gain a bit of weight, I go, oh no, <laughs> but like change what I'm eating. Yeah. But throughout the episode, she's met with this just overwhelmingly positive stuff of, oh no, you're beautiful anyway, and you don't need to lose weight. Maybe just cut back on the junk food or do a bit of exercise on the on the run to school. Yeah, and I think that's a really good message to kind of be getting across. Apart from the cat, who's drawing a fat version of her. And just, like, <laughs> oh my god, her face. the cat is such a dick. Yeah. I've written cat's a dick, though. <laughs> so have I. Uh, I've literally written the exact same thing. I've written, oh my god, the cat's a dick, draws fat sailor. Um, and it, she does it later on as well. She makes another comment later on. And I was like, this cat is ferocious. Like, I mean, definition of catty, I guess. <laughs> hey. Um, but, oh, I've said sailor again, haven't I? I've written sailor, but... You know, we know we know we mean Serena. The, the episodes, the, the TV show's mm. called Sailor, so you're gonna have to let me off. So I keep switching between Serena and Usagi. Oh so. yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the the blonde one. <laughs> yeah, but I think your mistake sounds better than mine because it's in Japanese. <laughs> I'm just doing it in the wrong language. <laughs> hey, but you're speaking another language, so I think you still you still win that one. Um, well. Okay, moving back to this uh, issue with the language, not the language, but the, the cultural shift and tone of the episode. Um, it actually reminds me, now I'm not claiming to be an expert, and I know you're not claiming to be an expert in Japanese culture anyway, but I've listened to one podcast recently okay. wh- which uh, interviewed a lady from Japan who was doing a podcast on cult- the cultural shift from her moving to America. And she basically was trying to get the voice out of Japanese women 
and that idea that they might be more oppressed and people might not know this about Japanese women. And she was basically trying to get her voice heard、yeah. and get other people on the podcast. So,、mm-hmm. right, from your experience, which is not an expert by any means, can you give me any more insight into this? Yeah, I'd say from, from a. From a non expert. Yeah, I think, obviously, I'm not fully qualified to speak on it in detail, but I think there's definitely, even portrayed in just their general media,、um, The、treatment of women and expectation, or I should say, expectations of women are certainly、um, very much from where we are. Like we live in the UK,、um, their expectations in Japan are very antiquated.、Right. They seem quite stuck in the past, and not. And it is getting somewhat better, but it's yeah, not、so. at the same level as here in the West. Yeah. Okay. So.、Um... Oh、God, we've got really deep again, and I hope I hope people genuinely in, understand that we are just spitballing here. We're just having a chat, and yeah,、uh, don't take us too seriously. We're trying to be PC, but you know, at the end of the day, we're just having a chat.、Um, so, moving on back to the episode.、Mm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So、um, we are in the gym because the, Serena and the girls want to get fit. They've decided to go join the gym, and they've decided to go to. Follow Miss Haruna and go do some aerobics. Do.、Um, for some reason, they've decided not to go to the aerobics class they went for and they've been picked up by these、uh, big buff, you、like、know, 80s、yeah. fitness guru. Yeah, exactly. Who put them through their paces. They get absolutely shattered, end up needing some severe、uh, treatment, I guess.、Um, Serena somehow ends up in the、uh, water chamber bathtub. And、uh, everyone else is in, gets put in these pods, which they have no questions about because that's completely normal, right? Yep. It's totally fine to go into this strange dark room and sit in the relaxation pod for yes, a while. Yes. I,、um, with weird glowy things around the outside that、um, no adults are around either. So it's just, it's just fun to, to Ooh, risk everything.、That. And yeah, there's the evil laugh as well. I mean, thank you for putting that in there, but there's the evil laugh from the guy that genuinely.、Um, Gives away his plan. Oh, God, that Kikaku thing.、Uh, I'm, I'm definitely starting to understand. <laughs> yeah, and then Usagi goes outside and she's, she's hungry and she's, she's feeling quite faint.、Um, and she's eating what. It, so she calls it a donut. Yeah. Okay, I got, okay, I've got a bit of a rant to go on. Oh, God.、Here. She calls it a donut. <laughs> okay, go on your rant, Sam. And I know, but、uh, bear with me. She calls it a donut. It's not a donut. It's a. It's a, it's a Dumpling. What? Right? What? <laughs> What did you call me, Sam? <laughs> You're a dumpling, Will. God damn it. <laughs> you bastard. Maybe you should go on the Sailor Moon diet plan. <laughs> oh, if only my body could take it. Right. So it's a dumpling, yeah? So it's a dumpling. Yeah. So in the sub, yeah. the、uh, Damien. Is it Damien? Not Damien. Andrew? Darien calls her、oh, uh, Odango, which means dumpling. Which、right. is a play on words for, for the food, dango, which is like dumplings on sticks. Okay?、Uh, Because、clever. of the way that she wears her hair, she's got the buns. Oh,、right? uh, okay. So、right. she, her nickname is Odango,、mm. which is a play on words of dango, which is a sweet, I think, dumpling treat. Okay? But in the localization. <laughs> You're so committed. To appeal to American kids, you can't call her. Dango, because there's no such thing in American like snack food, so they call a meatball head. Like, okay, cool, that makes sense. It's localized, it,、mm. whatever. So then, Darian comes up and says, "Oh, maybe I should stop calling you meatball head.、Mm. I should call you donut head instead." But the donuts are dumplings. 
And so it doesn't translate. So the donuts are dumplings, which have been localised to donuts. And he's calling her a meatball head and then saying he should call her a donut head. Screws with my understanding of it. So anyway, rant aside, uh, Usagi goes across and it's time to transform again. And yep. she's got to take down these big muscle dudes. Yeah. And she just Go on. beats the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, she goes real badass and it's um, it, it's ended in about three frames. <laughs> There's one yeah. of her punching someone, one of her throwing her tiara, and then he throws a weight into the machine that ends up breaking yeah, everything. Yeah, more canned animation comes yeah, out. Yeah, but, but let's be honest. She, she starts off... The, the cat does all the investigating, finds everything out. Then she cr- she gets all changed into a Sailor Moon outfit, and then she cries. Transformation. Ab- yeah, but then she cries about the fact that these guys look a bit bigger than she remembers, and asks for the cat <laughs> to save the day. Like, really, she's not representing very well at the minute. Um, but she no, ends she's up not doing great. She ends up sorting it. You know, she uses her tiara, and um... so can we just talk about that tiara briefly? So we've we have seen to... this tiara literally bisect somebody in the prior episodes and she throws that at regular dudes <laughs> could you imagine if it just tore their heads clean off she's like i did it i defeated the demons <laughs> why is there so much blood <laughs> oh god <laughs> then then like the uh, and someone else from work runs in like dave oh my god dave what's happened he had a family <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, it it could it could be pretty pretty dark. I mean, Luna, I think, would be game for that. She goes pretty dark in herself. Like the cat's yeah, very dark. much like, yeah, you will. Yeah, she's very um, dominating. She's very threatening. Yeah, very threatening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she kicks but, yeah, butt, she and then saves um, the day. And the message is, don't starve. Do some moderate exercise and don't eat junk food. Yep, and uh, if you if you feel like you need to lose weight, you know, speak to your doctor. They actually say speak to your doctor, or they do on the English dub anyway. I don't know what they say in Japanese. It's probably oh, it's <laughs> lose weight, <laughs> <laughs> lose weight, and conform to society. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, that's the first three episodes of Sailor Moon. What were your what were your general thoughts? Oh my god, um, I don't have. I, I I think for what it is, for the time period it's in, I get what it's trying to do. And I think, you know, I'll give them a thumbs up for good effort, but really it doesn't age well. Um, and it's mm. uh, watching it in 2020 um, because we're all woke and uh, everyone's well aware of other things. We're all supposed to be really insightful and everything. Um, I It doesn't resonate great. And I think, I, th- I just think there's, It it doesn't it it sort of um what's the word when you sort of uh you do a little bit you do a little bit towards it but you're you're not really oh, it's like a it's like a token yeah um exactly yeah move towards kind of showing these good healthy eating habits and I think like you said it's it's a product of the time and I think they did quite well with the message for what they were given to the dubbing company yeah. obviously I think if you watched it in the sub you'd get a completely different message. Which right. definitely doesn't track with today's standards or Western society standards, so that's a bit dodgy. It, yeah, but okay. um, I think in general, I think like you said, product of the time, there was some good animation, even if it was reused every single episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, the humour I think in the English dub was 
okay. I think it's good enough for like a Saturday morning cartoon, but the plot typically felt quite disjointed and it jumped around a lot, maybe because of the cuts or maybe just because of how it is. Yeah. In trying to just be this over over the top, just point, point, point for these little girls. And like clearly it's not aimed for us two twenty something dudes. But like I I could I could recommend this to like a, a young girl's I can see which way you, show, or like which which side you're falling on on whether this is a gateway show or not. Um, you, you yeah, cl- well, you're clearly well, pushing a certain way. Well, my idea for it is I c- I couldn't recommend this to somebody our age if it was me. You could, but if it, if you're like a dad, or if you're like a, you're watching with like a, a younger sister or something, and you you want to get them into your hobbies, I think you could do a lot worse than Sailor Moon. Yeah, but. I don't think it's something, it's definitely not something for everybody and definitely not something for somebody of our kind of age range. Yeah, but no, I, I would agree with that. I think if we're going um, if we're going down the ultimate question, I mean, we haven't really met, should we, should we just talk about briefly the intro? Ah. Uh, because the intro... is the one called Sailor Moon. But that, that, <laughs> that surmises the entire show, doesn't it? It's that... Um, expositional let's just talk about and tell the children what this show is about before they listen so that they have that full idea you know it's a catchy catchy poppy song that um, sailor moon yeah sailor oh venus god. oh my god sailor mars i've got so many questions about that as well like obviously we can do spoilers i think because i i there's I, i'm gonna spoil it now i'm not going to watch anymore but <gasps> i know i'm sorry that that's a shame. Yeah, I mean that doesn't affect my overall judgment of this show, but I am not going to watch any more of uh, Sailor Moon, unfortunately. But the idea that the show is called Sailor Moon, I thought they all came from the moon. <laughs> that's how the <laughs> int- that's how the first episode portrayed it. That they all left the moon because it was being conquered. But then, obviously, in future episodes, all these other planets have sailors as well. So have they yeah, already been they con- are conquered? All... Or they yeah, I think they the are all from the moon, but they all harness the powers of different planets in order to... That's bollocks. Like, the moon is the planet. It, <laughs> it's a moon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's a, yeah it, it, it's a lot to kind of get rolling, but this what do we say, 40 to 46 episodes for them to introduce these other characters and have them start interplaying. But yeah. especially for the, just the first three, you kind of promised this... Power Rangers esque squad of uh, which I love magical I, girls. I think that's fine, and you know I think I, I, but I, you just don't get them. Well, you don't in the first three episodes, but you know that's don't all. That's all something something to look forward to, isn't it, Sam? Yeah. Well, what I was thinking was um, there is actually a modern reinterpretation <laughs> of Sailor Moon. What like um, uh, that came out a few years ago, like called uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. Ooh. Um, and now it kind of it brought everybody into the modern day but essentially just retold those first Sailor Moon stories but did it in shorter bursts so they did it seasonally so they did like a a batch of I think 24 episodes then took a break then did a Sailor Moon Crystal season 2 and they did that right so I think maybe sometime in the future yeah yeah, we could revisit and revisit the the modern version to see if maybe that stands the test of time a bit better and serves as a better gateway but thank you Sam that is the question and this, okay. you sound so so enthused. Yeah, yeah. No, I look forward yeah, to that. I look forward to that. Girls. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, so that takes us to the ultimate question then. Yep. 
is this a gateway to the anniverse will um yeah it has to be i mean really yeah yeah absolutely in my opinion because um obviously there's so much wrong with it in my opinion there's so much not that 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 is of its age and of its time but i'm sorry if you are trying to get people into anime and you you want to hook them as young as possible you're throwing pokemon at them you're throwing digimon at them and you're throwing this like for to get your girls involved you said yourself how this has influenced so many other um Indeed, li- yeah. likewise anime style, style uh, female role rolled car- uh, shows and things i think uh, yeah there's a lot that i i i, I can't enjoy potentially as as a <laughs> not as a 13 year old girl as as, as we, we said earlier <laughs> what do you mean you look so great in your <laughs> dress and heading off to prom <laughs> but you can't deny that like girls are going to find something in this show uh young children are going to find something in this show there's enough there for boys to like i say it's one of those shows that i've got some subconscious memory of and i probably only <laughs> watched a handful of episodes when i was you know six or seven so um it's it's stuck around in the cultural zeitgeist, hasn't it? It's got enough yeah. staying power that it's lasted this long, and the series have ca- continued going. Yeah, I don't. I think, I think it'd be unfair to say this isn't a gateway just because we don't enjoy it. And I'm not gonna, or just just because it's not our thing. I'm not gonna. My, I, I, take I'm, away the impact. No, absolutely. Has. Like for me, I'm not gonna watch it again. But like, I I would definitely recommend it to like um, a friend's daughter, or if I have kids and I, you know. <laughs> further down the line if i get obsessed with anime and like like you are um that's the plan <laughs> even your kids i'll be like hey watch sailor moon and then see how sam feels about and they'll all be these. like we've already watched it all oh but... yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> yeah uncle will we've already seen all of sailor moon get on our level <laughs> <laughs> i thought i had something <laughs> no <laughs> no but yeah, yeah no i think with caveats um yeah know the audience that you're sending it to give a, a couple of episodes a watch if you just want to see some like classic history of anime magical girls, but you cannot deny that the impact that Sailor Moon has had, like you said. So, yeah, awesome. It gets into the universe. Ah, it does. Um, it but the universe, a corner can, of the universe. Yeah, the universe can a be pink a pink di- and sparkly corner. It's a diverse and wonderful place. The universe. You know, we're not just gonna go for the shows that. I personally like. I want. I want it to be a diverse place where everyone can come and find something for themselves. Oh, we should totally make a like a star map oh, of bet. of shows that we recommend. And Mate, point when, to different aspects. When we reach like a hundred shows in the universe, we are putting them on a Pokemon style poster oh, where they all yes. have, where they all have a place in the Pokemon. And then like in, a little in the corner where in the universe. That... <laughs> and yeah. a corner where all the ones that didn't quite make it are all just gathered around <laughs> really upset. <laughs> just on the back of the poster. Awesome. Right, well are you ready for your uh, your homework? Yeah, yeah, week? I'm well excited. Let's see what we got. So I thought we could kind of go along the lines of a Bit, bit more fantasy, bit more traditional fantasy uh, this time around, okay. and uh, we'd go for something that we've been joking about since episode zero in oh. terms of how there's uh, the, when you think of anime, typically you think of quite buxom individuals and quite uh, sexy character designs. So 
I thought the next week, <laughs> because we've not really hit any of that yet, and you keep asking for boobs, ah! we could look at, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? So, so, sorry, come again? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a long title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's called, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Is it wrong <laughs> to try to pick up girls in a ju- dungeon? Yes. Oh, it and, is. Okay, uh, thank you. Thank you for answering my question. We don't need to do the next episode. Perfect. It okay, is skipping episode <laughs> five. Okay, episode six. Are you, are you going to give me any more or just leave me with the title? Um, I think I'm just going to leave you with the title. I mean, it, it, yeah. it brings enough to mind about what the show could be just from... It sounds very lavish, title. very sort of like, like what I imagine a fan channel is. Like, <laughs> like it, I don't know, like the, a fan channel of Lord of the Rings, where it's just like, is it is it is it cool to pick is it up okay girls? for Frodo to try and get some elves down and from Helm's Deep? Yeah, from Smaug or you know whatever. <laughs> um, no, okay, so cool. it's it's a yeah, that's a weird title, but okay, we'll go with it. We'll see we'll see what happens next week. Nice one. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. And if you've made it through all this rambling so far, uh, <laughs> you can find us on uh, social media at Gateway to the Anniverse on almost everything apart from Twitter, where you can find us at uh, Gateway TTA. That's Gateway TTA. And from both of us, I hope that you've had a good time. Maybe you want to try out Sailor Moon. Let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, try out Sailor Moon and um, thank us later. It's it's, it's a hell of a watch. Cool. Right, thanks everybody. Right, thanks guys. See you later. See ya.